Are you getting anything? I'm still like zero on everything. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I'm getting all kinds of stuff, man. Of course, I know how to play the game, so... XQ, folks. XQ quality. Better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. Here we go. Welcome to episode 232 of Channel Massive, the latest episode in our Tales from Azeroth, Panda Horde. Panda Horde. Which, we chose that name, and that's the royal we. We, (laughs) we chose the name. We chose that name because it actually works in two different ways. This was our playtime on on the 14th of January. We did, as predicted, get to level 10 and get to choose our faction. We did. And we chose Horde. And we were also playing with a Horde of players. And we were which playing was with really cool. A veritable Horde of listeners and players. And that, yeah, that made it really exciting for all of us, I think. Yeah, um, there were a lot. We didn't expect that we would have so many people to join us. In we the had a week. massive turnout. Yeah. It was awesome. It was really, it was really cool. We had Hilgi Scott again. Yep. Be careful, I got a tiger here. Oh, that's right, your pet's changed. Yep. Up in your turtle. Uh, I've just been grinding. I caught up to you guys, and since then I've just been Holy cow, you're level 12. grinding. What the? <laughs> well, this should be easy. We had Jay Sean, also known as Chandra. Sean. Chandra, who we mentioned, uh, the, the writer over at escapistscrawl.com. Yep. Jennifer, do you want us to refer to you as Jennifer or Chandra? Whatever floats to my boat, <laughs> I shall call you. Hmm. <laughs> like Jayshon. Jayshon, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we also had Hugh. Hugh? Who was micless, so he was silent, but he was listening to but us. But I relayed everything with a high voice like this. <laughs> Anything that he had to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said it was spot on, so I assume I must have channeled <laughs> channeled him somehow. And we also had Military Scott playing yeah. simultaneously. and that was fun too. He wasn't with us. He was the only one that wasn't playing a panda with us. He was playing the new goblin. Yeah, and reporting on his progress, which was yeah. cool. This guy gave me a quest to collect chickens so they can eat them. Like, run around strapping rockets <laughs> to the back of a chicken. <laughs> Making them fly back to the town. Cluster cluck. Cluster cluck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I think we ended up at level twelve. I think overall. so. Yeah, I think it took us a little, little farther. We pretty much doubled our levels because I think we started at level six. Yeah. But it was really cool. We had all those people on Skype. But I, I feel that we learned something. <laughs> we learned a lesson that day. Yeah, we did, and that. Uh, it was really cool to have everybody there, but starter zone content, for better or worse, the way the Blizzard's designed it, it's it's more of a solo affair. Yeah. And I think some, well, I'm certainly a super noob in this type of game, and I'm still trying to remember how to play, and I could not keep up with you guys. Well, I think, you know, it. it's kind of funny. I, I When I do starter zone stuff like that, I switch into that rush mode that I, I mentioned. I, I guess we could call it Panda Express mode in this case. <laughs> but I, I mentioned that back in the old days when the servers would crash and there'd be just one up, everybody would oh, log right. in yeah. to, as, to a starter zone as a level one character on this poor server that was actually running. And we'd all just be running around trying to level up as fast as we could and chatting. And then... <laughs> Every once in a while, you get reports. Oh, such and such server is back up. Oh no, now it's down. And then, or <laughs> people would make stuff up like, "I shit you not, just Justin Bieber just killed himself." And then everybody would like run off to check their web browser and then come <laughs> back and go, "Liar! It's full of lies and stuff." Like, so, like, I think for better or most likely for worse, we were all kind of in express mode last last time we played. We were 
running around like maniacs. Yeah, and you I, were a brutal machine of efficiency because <laughs> pretty much every single boss battle, which I think there was three or four, I would always run up after the boss had been dead like for two minutes, or, <laughs> oh, or in some cases I'd walk up right as the boss collapsed. Right. <laughs> I'll wait. Oh, no, I couldn't wait anymore. Sorry. <laughs> That's the story of this entire game tonight. <laughs> every time I run into it's dead. <laughs> and I was trying to stop at points and, like, wait for the group to catch up, but it just wasn't working. There was always somebody going forward, pushing forward. Yeah, and that was the thing. I think every whoever was going forward at the time, everyone else was like, I don't want to be left behind. I'm going to quit reading. It's all Lord, no Lord, Lord, anyway. <laughs> yeah, leave the panda. No panda left behind except Noah. And uh, so I think we did learn a lesson for next time. And the way I think it should be is probably we'll you know we'll probably choose one player to be on Skype maybe. Yeah, and because that's another thing. I don't know. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are familiar with the, the joy of being in a meeting with a ton of people. Yeah. And unless there's somebody just sitting there and has a full on agenda, it's like, all right, does anybody have anything to say? And when there's like five, eight, ten people there, everybody just kind of sits. It was much quieter than the first time we. Yeah. Played. Well, everybody's quiet. <laughs> Focused on objectives. Full immersion. <laughs> so you'll notice in this episode, listeners, that there aren't a lot of audio snippets, unfortunately, nice. because there wasn't a lot of talking going on. No, it was less talk, more action. Get this lot, done. A lot less talk and a lot more action. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so, which was kind of unfortunate. I even mentioned it a couple times, like, man, everybody's so quiet. And then you just could hear, like... <laughs> it, would be, it would be so funny like yep it's quiet but it was cool that um military scott was like giving us like the goblin progress update yes as he was going through that so have you uh committed any more crimes there scott have i committed crimes <laughs> yeah aren't you doing the goblin thing aren't you uh oh. racketeering and stuff oh, oh right now i'm being a, a sweet gardener and like cutting down a bunch of plants Oh, nice. Have you, have you, le you said you leveled a goblin, right? For, yeah, through like the first uh, level, or the first zone, I think. It's been a long time. It was right when it first came out. But they were, it was funny. Just all the stuff they do and the little mobiles they get to drive around in and stuff. Yeah, they got a lot of character. I like them. Yeah. They all, they all sound like uh, New York gangsters. And he plans to meet us. Yeah, and, and it's very feasible now that we ended up in Agrimar after we finished the uh, the wonderful panda background. The Wandering but, Isle. Yeah, the Wandering Isle, which was in fact a giant turtle. No spoilers. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was just... It was so awesome. I had no idea that we would end up traversing the entire surface of that turtle shell when we started in that area. Yeah. And I didn't know also that it was going to be locked off and that... We would be leaving it so soon. It felt like it was just so short. -lived. I know, and it was so have, neat. We should have gone, gotten out of Panda Express mode. Um, <laughs> but it was really cool. There were like cutscenes involved, which was really cool. There were lots um, of really cool. And then there were just like not, moments, not just they were yeah, they were like scripted moments. So you were you were still in the engine, but you were listening to the turtle talk or listening yeah. to dialogue between two of the major characters. It was really cool. I remember one time we were, we had to go from one area, one major area to the next, and there was this series of arced stone bridges. And as we were going over one, this giant blue Chinese dragon flew past me, and I'm like, wow, that is so cool. Oh, yeah, that was great. And I had no idea. I thought it was just another detail, but that ended up being one of those bosses that I never saw got killed, but it got killed. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was a wonderful battle. It was, <laughs> Did it last? For, it sounded like it was over like five seconds. It went down pretty quick, yeah. We, we kind of owned it. <laughs> and um, that was okay. It was fun, though. And then after that, we got back to the temple. We had all the elemental deities or whatever put back in, and those yeah. cool whirlwind trip. The whirlwind trip was awesome, but I think my favorite part was the balloon ride where we went oh, up yeah. and spoke with the turtle as we were f flying around by his head and stuff. I never thought that was going to happen. I thought once it was like, all right, we're on this turtle that yeah. has, I don't know, like six or eight fins. That was kind of cool, but I never thought we'd actually get to talk to it. I figured it would be just something that was like you took it for granted and it's like, yeah, we're on a turtle. Let's move on. Yeah. But that was a really neat moment. And then what actually had happened to the turtle what all of the storyline was building up to was how Horde and Alliance were introduced. And it was kind of gory. I was surprised. It was kind of gory. 
because it's just it was, so everything looks cool and then it that. turned into like a quentin tarantino version of what, yeah World of warcraft because <laughs> like the pandas are all like oh everything must be in balance there was one point that was i thought was really cheesy and it it's just it's a mindset where it was i think in our first night the pandas were having all their food being stolen by the monkeys and then oh, all yeah. of their religious scrolls were being vandalized by the monkeys and one of the quest givers was like it's okay we won't need the food that was taken from us but we should probably do something about it i mean it's just so pacifist almost to the Qu- point of ridiculousness Quasi-zen. yeah yeah <laughs> it was yeah that wasn't my favorite wording for quest i remember that one distinctly because i'm like i have to burn the defaced scrolls well isn't that about as bad as anything else I mean, yeah it was kind of silly but in general, I think most the most of the quests are good, and and we were yeah. talking a little bit before the show, um, just trying to get our kind of heads around like what the experience was, mm-hmm. and I was relaying kind of my take on it, which was I think initially with WoW, um, while it was stunning and breathtaking compared to other MMOs, as far as all the amounts of quests you could have and all the different races and all the different starter zones, and just the quality of of the the content that you had it was still kind of disjointed in a traditional mmo fashion yeah um where you'd get into a zone and there'd be a theme but it was kind of a loose theme and there might be two or three other like sub themes of a zone but it didn't have that it didn't have that real um kind of connected kind of planned out theme like this starter zone had at all yeah I mean, it was really a story that you were a part of in a traditional kind of RPG on rails kind of setting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was enjoyable. It told the story. It was you experienced cool. the story. You know, you went along with it. Had the cutscenes. It had this everything. It's really climatic, cl- climactic finale. Yeah. And now I know why I chose Horde, and I know why why I'm, yeah. I am who I am. Right. I, I can identify with my character. Well, so <laughs> that in comparison to the initial starter zones. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's definitely been an evolution in all these years. I yeah, because at first it was you had a very different impression of it when we, when you first started playing. Oh, it. I wasn't excited to be a panda at all. In fact, I was still on the fence about before we even started, like maybe having a panda character, but having parked an undead character, a backup, plan. yeah, or something. Because what what also happened is they, you know, over time they came out with the Burning Crusade for the game, and the Burning Crusade had. Better, way better starting zones for the Draenei and the Blood Elves, I thought. With a little were. bit more of a story, because you were saying before we started recording that the original starter zones for humans and dwarves, yeah. just a lot of quests in an area. And some of the quests were related, you know, there'd be a progression through them, but they were little arcs, and there was never yeah. an overlying really good story. It was better with the Blood Elves and the Draenei, I think. Um, and then with Wrath, Wrath of the the Leech King, if you're <laughs> challenged, um, they, they, the Worgen and the Goblin um, starter zones are awesome. Was that Burning Crusade? Uh, no, Burning Crusade. Or I'm sorry, it's Burning Cataclysm was, as... Which one has Lich King? Um, Lich King was the one in between Burning Crusade and Cataclysm. And did Cataclysm introduce Worgen and Goblins, or was that oh, Lich King? I can't remember. Lich King was Death Knight, right? Lich King was Death Knight, yeah, you're right. So... So there's the Death Knight one, and then there's the the um, the Worgen Goblin and Zones and the Worgen ones, and those are awesome and so much fun. Oh yeah, and I, I was thinking that would be my backup plan too. Is like it'd be kind of cool to play a werewolf. Yeah, the Worgens are awesome, and plus you can be a druid, which is Ooh. like something I've always wanted to to. Relive. I've never played one of those. My re re kind of live my my uh, my favorite druid ever was uh, like a werewolf um, druid in uh, Diablo two, and so oh, I sweet. I was like this will be great. But um, the story was even better. I mean, it was really good. And also, they revamped the Undead Starter Zone. Now, I'm not sure if they've un- redone anybody else's, but I recently played through the Undead Starter Zone. Yeah. And it was so good. I mean, the way they had changed it up, and they were actually going head-to-head with the Worgen. But, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get to in a really long-winded and cir- circular <laughs> kind of thing is that they have made a really good progression in their storytelling. Yeah. And... So my big shock was I thought it still left off after the starter zones, a la Age of Conan. Remember how <laughs> gets like, level twenty and it's, it's like, like blop. Conan's over. You're on your own, kid. Good luck. The voices are silenced. Yeah, there's no more voices. The music will now suck. Um, well, actually, the music never sucked. But um, what what happened? I found out with Cataclysm because I had never played through the the content, uh, the high level content. I stopped my character level eighty, which was yeah. 
and basically I out because of too many instances I out leveled all the content high end content for Wrath of the Lich King so I'm not even <laughs> sure if there was a cohesive story there or not but when I so I skipped over that with Cataclysm when it came out I just played the, like the new starter zones and stopped yeah um but I started playing that because I was like, well, what do I do now? I guess I'll dust off my level 80 Warlock and try and remember how to play him, right? And Of course, everything's been changed around with the new talent specs and everything. So I got that going. And sure enough, it's it's a really cool storyline. Linear, great storytelling. I'm totally intrigued by it. I'm enjoying it. Um, Because this guy hasn't seen the light of day for years, right... I can't go into the instances yet for the um, Cataclysm instances. Oh, do you have to earn some kind of... Well, no, you can... I'm at the right level, but my gear is so crappy that it says oh. you have to have an average gear rating of such and such, or you can't do this. Uh, consequently, I'm actually playing through the content instead of going into the instances, so I might actually see more of it. Plus, the storyline's good enough. But I was nice. really surprised to see that the high-end stuff now also has a good story. That's like well. it, it echoes the beginning where yeah. you have like a really cool linear story and things just kind of fly by. So that's really cool, and I, that's I don't, nice. I don't know if they've gone back and touched up like the Burning Crusade content or anything like that. But there, some of the instances for Burning Crusade are incomparable. I mean, they're awesome. So. I don't know if because the story is kind of weak, at least the instances make up for it yeah. or not. But it seems like with this game now, you get you get through the first, um, you get through the initial starter zone and maybe the next tier, and there's still a pretty good story. And then after that, it's mostly going to be instances and stuff. But you level so darn fast, then you'll start to hit the expansion content like Burning Crusade, oh, that's Wrath true. of the Lich King, yeah. Cataclysm. And then now Pandari and Isles of Pandaria, and I think it's a probably a pretty good experience. So yeah, didn't they do something? I remember talking about this on Channel Massive years ago that they did something. There was some, I think it was World of Warcraft, where they did something and they pushed the easy button or something, and they dramatically changed how leveling happened, and so it happens a lot faster. It does. It does does go faster. Plus, you can if you join like a. a a maxed out guild. Um, you, there's some perks you get for that as well. Nice. So you can level really quick now, um, even if you're not camping out at an inn every night. And the fact that there's a matchmaking system for the dungeons, and that you also get experience for doing like trade skills as well, which you didn't get before. The experience point flow just comes in so fast that that mid level that mid mid level content goes pretty quick. I think. I'm, it's going to be interesting because I have a shaman I dusted off as well. He's like level 25, I think. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what it's like for him. Yeah. By the time I did a couple instances with him, I'd already out-leveled all the quests I had queued up. So I dropped them all and just headed to the next zone. So. <laughs> well, yeah, what else are you going to do, right? Yeah. But anyway, that was kind of my strange take on what they've done with the game. But I think it's all good. I mean, talk about making it more accessible, more fun to play. Yeah. It took all of the grind out. I'm sure there's still faction grinding for epic mounts and stuff, but yeah, that's a totally different thing. And it's kind of interesting with our new format and that we are firmly uh, assigned or profiled tourists knowing that we're going to be stopping our World of Warcraft after the last week of February. That's our eighth week back in the game and we're going to be changing gears to something totally different yeah it'll be interesting to see if we have such a good time with this and we like our characters enough that we put them on the side and maybe we come back again for another tour yeah later on just to see some higher level content which for me would be totally brand new you have the highest i ever got in world of warcraft i think was level 26 or 27 yeah blood elf warlock and i think too those levels the the instances we were doing weren't the most fun. Uh, I thought, yeah. and we didn't. I don't even remember if we did any. I, I think we, did, we maybe did Wailing Caverns or we something. did some kind of cavern thing. And there was a giant thing. There yeah. was a giant rock giant or something at the end of it. I think we maybe did that, but we we didn't scratch the surface on the really fun instances. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now with the the matchmaking system and stuff, you can be a horde person and do dead mines. And and that's like such a yeah that was something that was added fun. after I yeah stopped playing. and you can also queue up for the battlegrounds anytime if you need to do some PvP 
Um, so that's all cool, too. Yeah, there's but, so much for us to do. I'll be interested to see if when our tour our tour winds up and we're on to the next game, if I'm still so enamored with that game that I, you know, have our character that we're playing, but then all my other spare time is spent, you know, playing my alternate, you know, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of what's been going on with you right now. Yeah. Warcraft. So are you talking about meaning that when we start the next game, you're going to keep playing World of Warcraft? No, well, I, well, I just... Well, I want to explore the... Keep making multiple characters in every game that we go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. it'll be like. Because I can imagine, like, um, if... I think we're queuing up for Secret World for the next one. Yeah, that um, seems inevitable. You know, I have a character on there that's, like, in the second zone, so I might have a starter character that we're playing, you know, weekly for the podcast, and then I might just start, you know, playing that character... Yeah, to, to have more background and bring more to the table yeah. for discussions. Yeah. But hopefully, Definitely. hopefully, I won't still be in WoW mode at that point. But it's going to be tough. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing with my high level character now. So <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, I, the armory is something that I think was developed. It was launched shortly after I stopped playing back in 2008, yeah. and so it was something that I couldn't, I never took advantage of. But now I can see that you have been playing. Like, you didn't just play on Monday, you also played on Tuesday, you also played on Wednesday, <laughs> like, in all these achievements, and I'm like, wait, is he playing with his panda? I'm like, no, he's not playing with his panda. Yeah, it's funny, I'm passing people up on Raptor, and it's not because of playtime, it's achievements. <laughs> the achievements are just rolling in like crazy, and I don't, it's all haphazard, but it's really funny. Were they always called achievements? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. When they first added them, it was an achievement, oh, okay, or badges, cool. or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. It is really. They've made. They've added. They've refined the crack. In a, in it, if you'll pardon that that way of they have describing and, it. And the, the the community, it's just as bustling as it ever was, if not more so. I, when we oh, yeah. landed in Agrimar, I have vague foggy memories of the layout of that place, and there being people there, other players, but. Holy cow! I mean, it was it's just bustling, right? Full of stuff. There are all these huge epic mounts and dragons yeah. everywhere, and you go out of the insane. front gates, and there's people out there just hanging out, and uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And it, you know, the first one of the first things I thought of when I saw those people is I thought of the the virus or the bug that swept through oh. a few months ago, where everybody dropped dead. Yeah, that's if I had seen all those people drop dead at once, I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, it <laughs> because been really it would have been funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah holy cow. It's pretty bustling and it was really funny. I hadn't I hadn't played in so long that um I was in Agrimar and it got a major makeover with Cataclysm. Yeah. And I was like I had this quest I had to turn in into the Valley of Wisdom and I was like unable to figure out how to get to the Valley of Wisdom. I knew how <laughs> I knew damn well how I was supposed to do it after all those years of playing and it was gone and so finally I was like all shy about it I was on general chat I was like this is gonna sound stupid but how the hell do you get to the Valley of Wisdom <laughs> and this guy's like the big crazy tower in the middle doesn't work now go to this other go find the big ramp and you'll see an elevator there and I was like big ramp elevator oh son of a gun I've run by this like 20 times trying to find how to get up here and there it is so the community at least at that example was not it wasn't classic Baron's chat or anything it was <laughs> yeah. fairly friendly so. Yeah, I was just, I felt like I had left, I don't know, some kind of nature preserve Yeah, for Pandaria, and then I'd been dumped in, like, the middle of New York City in the middle of the Yeah, day. don't you feel like, like, the farm boy from yeah. Iowa Because it's like, I'm trying to find the signs, I'm like, what building oh, is what, yeah. I have no idea, and there's just, like, so many millions of people, and I'm trying to mouse over things, and it there's just so much crazy. going on. There's, like, mounts blocking you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a big, I got a real sense for that too. It's just bustling. Um, really cool. Um, yeah, it's. And I'm curious though. It's like I, I've never played anybody other than my Blood Elf Warlock. I, I started a Troll Shaman that I only think got to level three or four or whatever. So, what's good about that is I don't, I haven't grinded through this area yeah. multiple times to have a really strong memory of what it was. But I'm really curious to see what it's going to be like. Will it feel different or novel playing as a Pandaren in a different character class going through this? Or, and you would, you'll probably, you know, the answer to this, I'm sure. Um, but, or is it just like we're literally going through the exact same quests until we get to something that's race specific or class specific? Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I, I don't know what happens with the that middle. It's that 
middle content. Well, not middle, but early to middle that I don't know what's there anymore. All right, so, cool. So it'll be fresh for you too. Fresh for me. I think it'll be interesting for you. I mean, I, I know we talked about our expectations for the future, but I think you're going to find it interesting because you're going to be really challenged as the tank because you have to maintain aggro. Uh-huh. So you've got to be taunting all the time. Always be taunting, ABT. <laughs> and, um, and you also have to keep an eye on like whatever the main mob we're fighting is to interrupt its abilities. So so that it focuses on me and not you guys. Well, yeah, in order to just stop some horrible AoE it might do, you can, you know, you're you going to have interrupts as a tank, I'm sure. <laughs> so you're going to have to keep an eye on its little bar and see if it's casting something. And if it is, wait till it's almost to the end and then pff, interrupt it. And that's like the most rewarding feeling of all. It's like <laughs> the massive fireball that was going to come out of the sky just fizzled out because you stunned him or something like that. So you'll have fun with that, I think. It's really challenging. I think healing is challenging too, but I've never really played as a high-level healer, so I don't know yeah. for sure. But um, I have definitely played as a as a you know like a tanking warrior, and it is challenging, but it's a it's a very rewarding experience in the instances you know. To so, listeners, you'll hear that Mark is optimistically giving me advice <laughs> on how to do this, <laughs> and then and soon we'll hear the actual version <laughs> like, about the events. God, unfold. you suck as a tank. Yeah, because that's <laughs> what happened. Is that class specialties were introduced somewhere during our time on the second night, and I didn't realize it, but as a monk, you can choose to be a melee monk, a healing monk or the brewmaster tank monk. And for one thing, I never play tanks in any games that I play. If it's like an yeah. action type game, it's just it's a role I've never tried. You're almost always DPS. Yeah, I do DPS, I like melee, I like healing and support stuff, but I never do tanking. And in fact, when I've tried to do it in League of Legends, I kind of sucked because I just don't get the concepts. Oh, I suck too because I want to kill everything. Exactly, I just want to get in there and I, <laughs> and I want to get the rewards and I want to be yeah. the person that kills things. And I don't know if this whole brewmaster concept means that I'm going to have to be juggling potions and stuff in my uh, inventory to trigger these things. I'm really hoping not, because that just makes it even worse on, on top of trying to play like a tank oh, like you're I don't, supposed I don't to. I think you'll have to do I think you're just going to have to just keep an eye on the ball. <laughs> but And then Scott, military, Scott's going to be our healer, so that's going to be interesting. I don't know oh, what wow. his experience as a healer is, because I was going to be the healer. And he said, no, I'm actually making a, a priest, I think, is what he was making. So, so are you just going to be an offensive shaman now, then? Yeah, I'm a melee uh, shaman, a, a, uh, oh, wow. an enhancement shaman, which means I have like a oh, tube cool. of Viagra in one hand, or whatever that comes <laughs> in, and, uh, and this is Cialis. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's like it's melee, and it's like all about <laughs> optimizing your melee damage with... And you have some spells you cast, like shocks and stuff, but mostly it's about just bringing down the smackdown on stuff with like a dual wield kind of wow, that's kind of cool. berserker chamois looking guy. So I'm excited to be a, you know, like a DPS chamois. So <laughs> nice. So yeah, who knows as we get more into things where, because I something I do remember as as a blood elf is once you got past the starter zone stuff, you really do need to start. It's it's better. At least back then, it was better to group up with someone. Yeah. Because otherwise, you'd be taking on monsters that you'd have to be a lot more strategic about. I'm going to do some hits. Okay, I'm going to run away and try to use some heals and get back in there. Whereas if you're grouped up with a person or two, it goes a lot more smoothly. It goes really smooth. And I think the curve of that, the difficulty curve has definitely dropped over the years. It's even easier to solo now. But it's way more fun to go as a party as long as we can stick together. Discipline. We're moving. We're moving. moving. All right, everyone, hold We're on. We're stopping. We're stopping. <laughs> the warrior is coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. I think. I think too. You'll get to refine your role as we do. You know, uh, quests together, as you with you as the tank. You know, let you do that before we throw you into the instance and go. Tank or spank? Tank and spank. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing, man? You're Sword supposed to do that. You're not playing it right. You're a monk. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun, though. Yeah. So that's currently where we're at, and I, I've been kind of envious. Hilgi Scott has kept us updated on some game time that he's been getting in. When we signed in, he was already at level twelve. Yeah. Yeah. He was and it's because he was he just kept on playing and grinding. He wasn't going through the quest, but he was fighting monsters and stuff like that and i admire his self-restraint because i would have had a hard time not plowing forward just like i'm here 
Let's yeah. accomplish things. Let's turn quests in and stuff like that. But he also, he's been doing that also this week. And he got some new really kick-butt attack pets as a hunter that are dinosaur-shaped. One of them <laughs> is a uh, is a crocolisk. Yeah. If I know my if I know my uh, Durator <laughs> species, that's a crocolisk, and um, it's uh, named CM Jason. <laughs> and my question was, does it burp a lot? Why, why did you name it that? But uh, we'll find out his official answer. I'm sure next we speak. But uh, that was some of the funniest crap, man. <laughs> yeah. I just think it'll be cool if he pulls out the crocolisk for you know. Yeah. The next time we're playing. <laughs> What's cool with the pets is you can assign them a role now too, so you can say, um, you know, tank or DPS or whatever. Oh wow, nice. Which is cool. So, so you, you can, can complement your own. You can, yeah, you really can. And because um, I have a hunter too, and I, I I dusted off that, and that's been pretty fun just just to see what they can do. Nice. I tried to make Bone Clinks the Clinks the Bone Fletcher yeah. from Dota. Yeah. yeah. So I was showing that to Noah tonight, <laughs> but. uh yeah, I think I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. The other thing we didn't get into yet is the pet battle. Yeah, system. and I was so, curious what in all the other game time that you've had, have you gotten more into pet battles? Um, not much. I did initially, and um, I need to get back to it because it's really fun. And I, what I need to do is send you ten gold, and you could actually you know work on it over the week if you were mm-hmm. interested in, because it's just kind of something you you can start a brand new character, and as long as you've unlocked it with one, you have the pet system unlocked oh. for all of your characters. Oh, that's cool. And uh, and it's cool because your pets get experience and level up and get un- unlock abilities. And um, as you play, you can capture new pets. And then there's like um, a challenge thing that's kind of, that occurs at a certain level. Um, I don't know what triggers it. I don't know if it's your character level or your pet level, but then you, there's some quests to start to pop up where you talk to other quest, uh, other uh, pet battlers. And they're like, "Oh, I can beat your pets." It's, it's really funny, and then you so beat Pokemon. Them. It's crazy. Yeah, it's totally you know Pokemon, and it's cool because you have three. You can have up to three pets that you choose for a battle, and then you can switch them in and out as you need to. Yeah, and the other person can do the same. And then you can also queue up for a pet battle against real players, which I think I mentioned I did that the first time and was up against some max level like gnome mage or something like oh, that. I'm sure and, you were owned. No, I won. What? I really? won because the pets have. It's all about the pet level, not your, not your uh, character level. It has nothing to do with your character at all. So my pets were, they were like it was like a, a rare and a, uh, I don't know. They were like two blue pets and a purple or something like that. And so, for whatever reason or strategy or blind <laughs> luck, I won, and I was That's just cool. like, yeah, you take that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we'll have to do that. I'll send you the tin gold or whatever. Right on. Can, that sounds cool. Well, th- thank yeah. you for being Maybe so I'll generous. You, I'll send you even more gold so you can twink yourself. Oh no, we promised we weren't going to twink ourselves. I'll yeah. just I'll send you. I was looking at the armory for my character, which is Cuddle Monster, listeners, in case you're wondering, and I couldn't spell either word correctly, unfortunately, because of character limitations. The funny thing is, and I'm kind of embarrassed about this since I do like spelling things correctly. I could have spelled at least one word or the other correctly, but I ended up misspelling both of them because that seemed more gamer. <laughs> it does seem, yeah, with with uh, like some letters or numbers for letters would have yeah, been really good. Uh, that would have been perfect. Speak. Um, but yeah, I was looking at it. It, it gave me, I didn't notice the stat before, but it gave me the average level of my armor, and it's apparently level four. And I'm like, really? Or my equipment level was level four. Level four, yeah. But I'm level twelve, and it's like I'm looking at my armor and stuff, and most of it's seven and six, but. Yeah, it's crappy in the beginning. It's, yeah. it's it's a slow curve, unless you craft it or buy you know buy it on the auction. And that's house. something I need to work on. Maybe that's what I can spend some spare time in is just skinning and yeah, leather working. Yeah, you can totally do that, and it's cool because um, the the professional skills actually give you buffs now to your character. For instance, like I have a skinner miner. Yeah. Um, Warlock, and so because of the skinning, I get better criticals. But of course, I think that means I'd have to use a melee weapon, which I don't ever. Oh. But <laughs> um, you're a Warlock. But for because of all the mining, he has a higher like higher stamina rating, so he has way more hit points than he would normally. Oh wow, that's so a nice you get bonus. these like passive bu- bonuses for maxing out, or leveling up your 
your um, professional nice. skills, which is interesting. And then, of course, there's another really interesting one, which is the architect um, skill that anyone can get. And that's where you can go to these, like, uh, um, like digs and stuff, and mm-hmm. archaeological... Uh, architect? Archaeologist, I mean, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, you it's can like, get, architect, uh, yeah. that sounds really cool. Yeah, you get, like, a pencil and some paper, <laughs> and you, like, uh, make a house. Make some sketches. You do some, <laughs> you do some quick sketches, and you, like, <laughs> you get the customer, and you're all like, look, man, this is your dream house. It's a critical it's, blueprint. It's all solar, <laughs> like, totally. Um, no, so <laughs> it's the archaeologist skill, which is a newer thing. I don't know when it came out, which expansion, but... Um, there's these areas on the map that'll show up as red once you have it, and you can go there, and it's like you have this detector, and it like you have to like the light like tells you how close you are to something, and then you wow, find weird. it and you unearth these artifacts. Oh, that's and cool! And you level it up and you learn a story about like the area. Oh, that's really cool! As you cool. uncover the artifacts, and you put all the pieces together. That's like a perfect for an explorer p- player type too. Oh yeah, it's really cool and it's fun, and so that's another one. And then there's fishing, which seems stupid but it's really cool because you can level up fishing and level up cooking with it and then when you do all that you end up with like these um things you can eat and drink that give you like a buff um after you've eaten them oh that's which is way better than just eating normal stuff and you can also work on first aid which gives you bandages so there's like a lot of stuff that you can work on passively that won't won't level you up too much doesn't give you that much experience yeah but it's like kind of good and it makes you explore and kind of learn the area that's really neat yeah Ah, this was why we chose World of Warcraft as our first game is because we knew there would be just so much so much to do pet battles and professional skills and but it's Um, also setting the bar really high for things that we play subsequently we're gonna have to look harder for the positives potentially in those other games yeah the secret world fortunately just has such a different way of telling the story that it'll probably be okay yeah, the s- if, the snippets that you've told me about just sound really awesome. Had we gone from this to one of those low-budget free-to-plays, though, it would probably be very difficult. Yeah, that's not on the agenda, I don't think. No. <laughs> no low budgets for this group. No, not for, not for today. <laughs> not planning. No, are you uh, looking forward to next time? Are you going to be tweaking out your UI with some of those UI mods that yes. uh, Hilgi kind of was showing off? Yeah, definitely. Because and also just because all the gear that I was getting in the opening quests. I mean, first of all, I have a hard time. I don't know how you find merchants so quickly, but you're so used to the game, you know how to find oh, it. I have. You can turn on what you can see on the uh, mini map. I oh, and I went in there and I I was in there. I did that in Agrimar, and I'm like. Where do I show stores? Well, that's going to be overload. And I couldn't figure out <laughs> yeah. how to even turn that on. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. So, well, you can find it, actually. So that was an example uh, of my inadequacies in playing this game. But also, like, all the armor that I was getting, the icon that was shown for it was always the same. Right. And it was so frustrating. I'm like, have I equipped the one that's new? Or is that the old one that I just unequipped? I get really confused. Yeah. So, and, and then... When Hilgi sent over his screenshots of his CM Jason pet, <laughs> um, I was like, wow, your your interface looks really cool. And I was really impressed because I knew that he had just started playing this game. Yeah. And he's all, I mean, he's... He's already, he's like fully immersed, right? Yeah, he's pro player. He's already gone out. He's, he's tweaked the interface and everything else. And I'm just like st- struggling to keep up with quests. So I'm like, how'd you do that? And you'd already told me, and I, I we'd used, I'd used a quip compare before, and I used some kind of quest log thing before. Yeah, we know. But I think there's the only two things I, I ever used. I don't use, I, there, so I, what I did was I, um just as a scientific study of the mods, I, um when I started out, I used no mods. I wanted to see what, because what, what Blizzard has a track record of doing is taking the best mods and just incorporating them in. Yeah. As they, they'll, like, they'll basically like reverse engineer the mod and create their own. Which is why and I thought a quip compare would be built in by now. I don't, science can't explain why they don't have a quip compare built in. It's yeah. such a standard in any yeah. RPG to be able to mouse over a weapon that a vendor has and see how it compares to your weapon. Yeah. Everybody does that except World of Warcraft. But fortunately, yeah. Equip Compare has been around for so long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I knew I could use that, but it seems buggy with weapons for some reason and I don't know why all of a sudden it never oh. was before. But all the other all the armor and everything else it does fine yeah. and if it's just a weapon you can at least do that manually. Um, but I started to add the mods that I thought 
or most essential. So I added um, the first one I added was equip, equip compare and yeah. auctioneer because auctioneer will kind of tell you what you're collecting if it has any value. Oh. Um, and then what you can get for it on the auction, especially if you go and have your bank alt or whatever, your auction alt, run the scan, which takes about 30 minutes. Oh, wow. So literally you set you set your bank alt in front of an auctioneer, you right-click them, and you choose full scan, and they will look at every single item and build a database that's unique to your server and its economy. And then you do that like once a day, and it, and it sees trends and stuff, and it starts to come up with average costs and, and sell values for equipment. Oh. And so then as you're like, as you're picking stuff up and you're wondering if you should sell it, if you should vendor it, or if you should keep it for the auction house, you can see what it would sell for on the auction house versus what it would sell for a vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really kind of a, it's, it's very convenient. Also, if you're going to go, you know, look for a weapon or an upgrade, you know, say you go, one of the, one of the useful things about the, um, oh, you were just talking about it, the, the app for your phone. Um, the authenticator? No, the uh, the armory. Armory. The one of these for the armory is you can see what better weapons you could have for your character, hmm. and so you can take that and look at what would be better for you to have that's within your oh. level range. Then you go to the auction house and you see that weapon and you see how much over how overpriced it is, and you go, you know what? I'm gonna wait for the next time this shows up, or I'm gonna go with something else because it's overpriced. Or you go, oh, this one is like five gold cheaper than it should be. I have to take it. It's a steal. So it helps you deal with the economy of your unique, you know, um, Yeah, it definitely sounds like when I get, because when you first mentioned it's like, I don't know if I want to deal with auctions, but it sounds like it's pretty important. It's pretty useful to really just, I mean, it's just a way to make money quickly and to not lose money. Especially also if you have a trade skill like mining or something. What it does is it auto when you when you drop the items into the auction window, it auto prices them to undercut the competition. So you don't have to do any math or figure out the price you want. You just drag it in and drop it, and it puts it at the perfect recommended price according to its understanding of the economy. Nice. Which makes you it helps you make money quickly. Nice. Yeah, that sounds um, good. And then there's Bagnon, which lets you see one giant bag, which is really useful. I noticed that description. I'm like, that would be helpful because right now I'm like sorting stuff between four different bags. Yeah, so that's that's useful. It'll also show you what you have in the bank, and you can also see what all your other characters have in case you're oh. like, who has who has my gold before I delete <laughs> someone. And um, there's Omni CC, which gives you like a counter countdown. So when you use an ability, it shows you what the reset what the time cooldown is, is and does the cooldown countdown. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that'd be way better than like a little tiny spinning circle graphic. It is way better. Um, there's um, X-Pearl is a cool way to do unit frames. So you can see like your, your character, the monster you're fighting, and it replaces the static picture with like an animated 3D model That's pretty and cool. also it gives you total control on the layout and everything a bartender is a good one um, for like uh, gives you like your bars total action customization bar yeah. for action bars and multiple bars you can have like six bars with it or something like that <laughs> and that reminds me of years or ten bars. back yeah. when you first showed me World of Warcraft and I remember me and Jim hadn't started it yet like check it out it's so cool let's let me show you some of this and your interface was so like overloaded with crap i'm like that looks like a flight simulator i do not want to play that crap (laughs) i had like arc hud and all kinds of it did look like a targeting reticle for like a jet fighter and I had like all kinds. And of you crazy. had like millions of buttons on oh, all four sides of the like screen. I had like two bars at the top, and it was constantly <laughs> updating with stati- statistics and ping time. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Like I, I remember that. It look cool. Like not really. Not really. <laughs> I had mon- Monkey Quest running. Yeah, that's that quest thing. Now they mm-hmm. now they do their the quest system that's built in is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch. But that's cool. <laughs> You'll check it out and see what yeah. you like. There's also if you go to one of there's several websites, but people will put together like a whole package of all of the mods and kind of create a custom UI, and you yeah, can just download neat. that as an alternative. The only problem is a lot of them are just bloated with a bunch of crap too. Yeah, you know, so some I'd rather really just cool. do it one by one. I would rather have that granularity of control. Yeah, me versus too. 
you know, like, this is exactly it, and if you change anything, it's all going to go down the crapper. Mm-hmm. Or it's perfect, except I, I don't like to know what my bags are. I'm like, well, I do. Everyone else in the world does. Well, I don't like that. Or I don't want to ever see, like, exactly. character portraits. Or I don't need the mini-map. You know, it's like, no, I, I do need the mini It's very subjective, yeah, <laughs> yeah. what you end up so, with. But, yeah, that'll be fun to see, you know, what your UI comes Seeing as you're kind of a UI designer, yes. love to see what you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. And yeah, that means I'm going to have to get into the game. And I am I might do some Hilgi Scott and just tool around a little bit more. Yeah. And try to resist uh, doing any quests for next time. Yeah. And if you have any suggestions for us with regards to... UI customization as Mark was <laughs> rattling off some of his favorites, you can send those into mail M-A-I-L. at channelmassive.com and as it turns out, we are still getting some feedback, we're actually, we've been getting some emails from you guys, all, from people already, of course we've gotten emails from Hugh and Military Scott letting us know that they were going to be they were interested in joining us and then ultimately they did, but what I thought was funny was how both of these guys put expressed their interest because it wasn't just enough to say, hey, yeah, I'll be joining you with Hugh. He said that he actually tried to join us on the first night. And he said, I logged in a little late on Monday, and after running up to random people asking about Channel Massive, I figured I was either ahead of you or behind. I imagine Noah probably spent at least 20 minutes picking the right hairstyle and color. <laughs> Which... I would like to point out that it was not just me, but both Mark and I spent about 10 minutes also, putting our, our pandas together. Yeah, he misspelled minutes, and so it's actually minuets. And uh, I can't imagine you would have gone through 20 minuets. It <laughs> would take a long time. I'm just saying. Um, but Noah, Noah was pretty fast about it, really. Yeah, I, I knew that... I think he had a vision in mind. I think it came to him in a dream. I've always wanted to be a bear. It was a hideous bear (laughs) that we would eventually call Cuddle Monster. (laughs) Which, in case you're wondering, listeners, I haven't talked about it once yet in this episode, but I did continue to cuddle things. Not quite as voraciously as I did the first time, but... Well, let me use the power. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. (laughs) You have to be cuddling me. If your name is Snuggums, you have to be cuddled. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I'm uh, I'm uh, <laughs> anti-cuddle. I'm anti-cuddle today. I think there was one time where Hugh really helped me out with something. I'm like, I should give him a cuddle. I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't want to make him mad. <laughs> but I, I did uh, sarcastic cuddles Hugh as well. He was quite the pro player, too. He, he was, was really good to have along. Yeah, he yeah. was... Maybe it's because he wasn't uh, having to contribute via Skype. Oh, yeah. He was able to just He was able to listen, but not to talk, so. Yeah. He was kind of like my perfect woman. (laughs) But. (laughs) 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 Military Scott (laughs) said that he had emailed us before he started this whole World of Warcraft, this new Tales structure, and said that he was really looking forward to it. And so his first email since we started it was, Ola, I just listened to the new cast, love the format, so much so that I think I'm going to make a massive mistake and grab a little intestinal fortitude and join you guys tonight. And then he talks about how that he was going to make a roll, roll a goblin. And even with minimal sleep, he, he, he warned us that he may not actually join us because he'd only had four hours of sleep, but he still showed up and stayed with us for pretty much the entire time. Yeah, so that means that Future Scott was not happy with <laughs> no. present Scott at all. I'm not sure. At all. The next day he was like hitting himself. Like, you shouldn't have stayed up. <laughs> Which I always do when I do something like that. But I'm self flagellation. I'm so glad. Yeah, self flagellate. I'm a pen attendant. <laughs> get my little mace and, or my flail and whip it over your whip shoulder. Whip it over and do some Hail Marys. And, <laughs> um. And then, yeah, but I'm glad I'm glad both those guys made it. And it'll be cool to have and a goblin. Chandra. Oh, yeah, and then Chandra joined us. Yeah. she. It was funny bringing her onto the show because, or, or bringing her into the recording, because she added me before I added her. Right. Via Skype, and then I added her, I added, I added the extra account that I used to do recording, 
and I made sure that in the message I said, this is Noah from Channel Massive. And then I called her up with that account, and her first statement was, who is this? And then I was like, I told you never to call me at this number. <laughs> and so that, of course, had pe- the paranoia was high at that point. <laughs> <It was like laughs> and she was really quiet. I thought she was going to hang up on the government, The government's plans are prepared. Soon we will overthrow. <laughs> But it was really great. I mean, she emailed us the week prior and said that she was interested in joining us, and so we were able to actually talk with her. And she has a lot of experience with the game because I uh, we had a variety of questions, and she was able to jump in. Oh yeah, and pipe in and let us know what was what, which was really cool. She basically downloaded the WoW wiki into her brain. I think. <laughs> yes. And, and hats off to her because it was very helpful. So, can somebody give me a pro tip on how to remove all of the? Interface labeling and toolbars and everything. I'm gonna do a screenshot. Even Alt B. Yeah, that is correct. See, I knew Jennifer would know because she has lots of cool screenshots in the blog. So it was. Yeah, thank you very to much. With her again, if she'll if she'll have us. If she'll have us. <laughs> now, you may remember, listeners, if you've been listening to the show for a while, that we have uh, another friend of ours who writes in named Siren, which I hope I'm pronouncing that halfway accurately i think that's what he said is right although i just want to call him soren but yeah because of the spelling it's that O with the slash through it i never know how to pronounce that but he's he's an overseas listener of ours who also works at a video game development company and he can't join us he doesn't believe in world of warcraft because he's in another realm he wouldn't be able to be on the north american servers and this the time zone differences there's just a lot of challenges but he's still listening to us and he actually wrote in one non-world of warcraft related email which we'd like to include in here and it's just also a heads up to listeners out there if you have anything else that you want to write us it's not that we're going to ignore you just send in your your comments and what Siren had asked was if you guys want what were able to pitch a game each for a publisher and they had to make whatever fever dream you came up with what would it be <laughs> what's yours Noah <laughs> <laughs> Mark and I just looked at each other. That like, was like a total ah. Mexican standoff. It was, it was hilarious. Gosh. Well, the, an easier answer would be to take an existing franchise and have some kind of either sequel to it or some kind of melding of that franchise with something else. So I'm actually going to pull up an answer mentally. Leisure Suit Larry meets. What's that one where you crash the cars all the time? Twisted Metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where the hell you came up I'm with that. I'm not sure how it would work, but it just sounds like it'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't mean to step on your... I was just trying to help you out. That's Thanks. All. Yeah, of course you start with a game related to sex for pa- my answer. Pac-Man... <laughs> meets Custer's Last Stand. <laughs> That's even worse. So, for me, I, I just... goddesses of Phoebus. Phoebe, f- <laughs> Meeting the Catwoman from Mars. Yeah. No, it has to be a legitimate, like, retro game. Like, meets Asteroids. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. I'm... I did get to play Missile Command recently at Dave & Buster's. Oh, that was kind of cool. It had a little cool. rolly ball oh, thing. Oh, I love that. And the three buttons, which I didn't figure out until after the fact, because I'd only ever played it up with the joystick with a single button. The smartphone implementation of Missile Command is really good, too. Oh. I have the, like, Atari Arcade thing. It's got a bunch of them. And the way they... Total mm-hmm. tangent here, but the way they pulled that off is... It's really hmm. cool. The way they... A virtual trackball. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it works really amazingly well. Huh. You're like, this is everything that it should be. Amazingly, somebody got it right. So, anyway, I digress. Okay. I've helped you. I've helped you. I've helped you stall for time. Muddy the waters and muddled my mind. (laughs) So, an answer that a a hypothetical game scenario that I actually brought up in a recent Nintendo Heartcast podcast was a a big RPG, and I'm not sure if I'd want it to be open world necessarily or MMO set in the Metroid universe because I love sci-fi stuff quite a bit and Metroid has always been about a single player experience and it's very solitary lone wolf but it's got such a cool world a lot of cool races and mythology and 
interesting aspects to it that I think it would make for a really cool RPG or some kind of MMO. So something that can continue my total obsession with Mass Effect, but maybe with a different franchise. Well, that's really cool. What about you, Mark? Well, I have I have two, I guess. The first one is pretty cheesy, but it just needs to be done. I would um I would try to go acquire the rights for Turrican and and redo like get all the assets and everything that makes and turn sense. it into a smartphone game or a tablet game like yeah. for Droid and iOS or whatever. That would be the first one just because it needs to be done. It does need to be done. Um <laughs> a friend was showing me Super Turrican on a Droid today that was from a ROM like an SNES ROM mm-hmm. and you know the controls are awkward with those as usual like yeah. they overlap most of the screen real estate on a phone um but it was still really cool but if i was really going to if i was going to you know wholeheartedly do do this i would probably my idea would be to take a um actually i'm trying to remember if i stole this idea or not an idea that i would pitch whether or not it's my own original <laughs> idea would be to take a would be to develop a very simple version of um, say like a League of Legends type game, yeah. But with two D, um, a two D kind of sprite system. So it yeah. was something you could do with like make it a social game or a browser based game, mm-hmm. and make it kind of like an entry level game for the whole Dota MOBA kind of uh, you know setup. And I think that it would work because. As a social game, it would seem kind of new compared to like Farmville and all that other bullshit. Um, but it would introduce game mechanics that we know are tried and true and work really well and are compelling. And then you could still monetize it nicely with yeah. Um, so it'd be social, so you'd have exposure to like you know, Facebook and and mm-hmm. Google Plus and everything. It could also be something that could be dropped on a lot of the different portals for, like, Flash games or HTML5 games, like Congregate and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. Candy, Candyland or whatever the candy, whatever it is. You could do that, so you could monetize it that way. But then you could also do the whole microtransaction model that's worked so well for League of Legends and Dota mm-hmm. and Heroes of New Earth and everything and have new champions that come out. And um, that would be the one I would pitch just because I think if it's pitchable. Yeah. Um, I remember the first side-scrolling tower defense game I played, which I think was Swords and Swords and Soldiers. I guess it's it's Vikings versus Aztecs versus something else. And I'm like, there's no way that this can work, but it actually works really well. Hmm. You have to mine and gather resources, and then you send off. It's actually kind of MOBA-esque now that I think about it. Oh, is it one of those hybrid ones where you have to build towers, but you also get to send mobs out? Yeah. Those annoy the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> but it would be cool to see one pulled off well. Yeah, and I, that this was an example of one where it's like, wow, that, that works pretty cool. I, I, this is fun, and it's yeah. got a great aesthetic. So, yeah, I think that's a really cool idea. Because what you're talking about is basically simplifying what makes those that game type so much fun. But removing a layer of it so to speak maybe from a visual perspective yes to distill it to even more of its core right it'd be just the core which makes it more approachable hopefully and less of a steep learning curve yeah make it more casual um you know with the rule system yeah and uh and then and but then make it like kind of hide the some hide the complexity with a with a you know uh a veil of simplicity so it looks simple but as you as you start to play it you start to unlock maybe different interface options that expose more of the yeah. complexity to it yeah you know have like you know all the champions that are initially available are well balanced but later you can start to get into more exotic builds or mm-hmm. things like that i think it'd be i think it'd be pretty cool and it'd be a good idea um and then maybe even you could once you had that as a success you could perhaps work on a version two that's you know more of a thick client mm-hmm. so you have like you could have 3d in the next one or something like yeah. that you know after people have kind of come to grips with that genre and accepted it as like a standard on like from a casual player front because yeah. I mean, really league of legends is pretty casual yeah unless you're because you know the games are confined to depending on the mode 15 minutes to 45 minutes 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a. It's not the only thing is you can't really be interrupted while you play it. Yeah, that's true. You can't pause. No, there's no pause button. But <laughs> I think that would be pretty fun. So that's cool. That was a great question too, Saren. So thanks for sending it in. It's nice to know that you're still with us, even in spirit, overseas. Yeah, keep asking the, these cool questions because we have way more bad ideas than those. Yeah, believe me, <laughs> we can disappoint you even further. Yeah, especially since he's a <laughs> professional. He's like, oh, I know. that's a horrible that's idea. That's really that would never fly. Oh my god, that was a pitch. <laughs> my god, <laughs> nice job. Yeah. Dexter. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for writing in. Yeah, and any listeners, uh, we're still growing and, and working through this new format and trying to make it interesting and exciting, and we recognize that focusing on a single game can potentially, it may not be your favorite game, but hopefully you're still enjoying the show. So if you have any comments or suggestions or questions or tips on how to play the games that we're currently playing, that'd be great. Just let us know. Or if you have also off the wall questions or something that's non that's not related to whatever game we're currently playing, all of that can be sent in to mail M-A-I-L. at channelmassive.com. Yes, if you want to know what Noah's favorite shotgun is, <laughs> feel free to write in. That's a hard decision. These are so many that he likes to use <laughs> when he's out hunting. <laughs> when he's doing his anti terrorist thing on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all of that aside, we are now at the end of this episode, but we don't want to leave without setting up what we're going to be doing next week. So as usual, we will be playing on Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, January 21st, World of Warcraft, Arthas Server. Horde. Horde side. Yeah, we are firmly in the Horde Horde side. We're currently about level 12. Yeah. So if you want to catch up with us, it's probably not too many hours to play if you're a power player. Yep, that's true. We're in Ag- Agrimar. Mark's right character is Snuggums, S-N-O-O-G-E-M-S. And my character is Cuddle Monster, <laughs> C-U-D-D-L-M-O-N-S-T-R-R. The extra R is for... The grr. Grr. So when I give you a cuddle, it's with a little bit of a growl. (laughs) But what are we going to be doing? Well, per our best guesses, we are in Agrimar and Kalimdor. And maybe we'll get into pet battles, or maybe that'll be a ways out. I don't know how soon that'll happen. Yeah, I'll send the gold over, so we should be ready for that. But that's kind of a, that's a solo activity, so. Unless we duel each other, I guess. I've never tried that. Oh, yeah, that might be worth queuing up. But yeah, and I'll be trying to figure out how to play a tank. Yes. And I'm not really sure. It's going to be kind of surreal. We're going to not be in a starter zone, so we're not going to be as handheld or linearly directed. So it could be utter chaos. Who knows? And we'll be commenting on the quality of the Baron's chat. Yeah, that's that's actually going to be an important moment. (laughs) I think we'll be killing a lot of... uh boars or whatever they oh, are. Oh yeah, there's like all that African safari monster yeah, types. Giraffes and ostriches and lions. The zebras with the horns on their heads. And yeah. A lot of that. Wow. You yeah, really get me excited. There's some harpies we can go take down. <laughs> Ooh. I like to dance with them before I take them down. <laughs> but, uh, well, be sure to cuddle. Yeah, you can do some harpy cuddling. Yeah. Nothing shall be uncuddled in my time. <laughs> Not with that crack. macro to find. You know. That's right. <laughs> Did you get the other quest around here, Noah? No, I just um, went straight to the pumpkin patch. You'll get soft britches if you complete the quest. Oh, that's something soft. That very soft bridges, like with downy fabric softener and such. Stop the yeah. press. Here I come. Stop the presses. These bunnies are scary. I wish I had skinny. Teach oh, that's a good idea. Oh. Yeah, begin the skinny. Well, maybe I just want to be naked, Panda. This <laughs> is what that looks like. That can't be pretty. <laughs> yeah, I see you. Put your clothes back on now. Oh, no. This is my new look. I feel so free. I am going commando. I'm going to dance.
Oh, please, put it back on. <laughs> Horror. Horror. <laughs> I'm going to go with my 300 panda look. How's this? A shield and a weapon and a cape. Is it? Is it some, let's see if I can pose uh, dramatically. Yeah, there's the look. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. New shoes. Oh, sorry. Couldn't help it. This must be a great game for stoners, man. It's just <laughs> it's so pretty. The colors, man. Oh, boy. A bunch more quests. Just... <laughs> when will it end? When will the quests end? <laughs> it's like, there's just no end to these quests. I was telling uh, Mark, Noah, that I was surprised that you, you liked this after you were busting my balls for being a panda. Oh, yeah. It turns out that this is something I can appreciate after all. <laughs> yeah, now, now you're more of a panda than I am. I don't know about that. Yeah. No. You've been doing this longer than I have. I have no panda characters. <laughs> you are, more, you are officially more of a panda than he is. Yes, that is true. Wait till we do some PvP and people are getting ganked by Cuddle Monster. <laughs> that, that'll that, be truly really awesome. Yes, that'll be the pinnacle of achievement. Hey, why are you a prettier panda than I am? <laughs> I mean, that's that a good-looking female panda. That is a good-looking panda. She probably has the foxtail option going. You're the lady.